Welcome to A Walk in My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, McKinney Smith. I thought I'd do something special for today's episode. With everything that is happening in the world, with all of the uncertainty, I felt that you guys would benefit from learning how to be resilient during a crisis. Some people just seem to be born with the ability to overcome adversity with what seems like ease. It's a trait that experts call resilience. I wrote my first book, A Walk in My Stilettos, How to Get Through the Struggle with Grace, after sharing my testimony of beating the odds over and over again. I've been knocked down more times than I can count, but I keep bouncing back. In just the past year alone, I have overcome so many obstacles. I'm no stranger to crisis. Life-threatening health challenges, loss of finances, an unexpected breakup, (laughs) rebuilding my business, the loss of loved ones, and now the coronavirus, COVID-19, and as people of color seem to love to call it, the Ronas. So, Because so many of you have slid into my DMs or sent me emails, just to share your encouraging words and to let me know how inspired you are by my resilience, I just wanted to say thank you. I wanted to say thank you for encouraging me and lifting me up, and I'm honored, but I thought that I would help you build your resilience muscle. People with resilience have a better sense of control over their lives, and that makes them more willing to take risks. Because of their optimistic outlook, they're more likely to develop and maintain positive relationships with other people, as well as to live more meaningful lives. So I'm going to share with you some tips to make you more resilient. Number one, stay flexible. Resilient people expect to face challenges, you know, at all different points in their life. They're able to adjust their goals and find ways to adapt. Quite frankly, (laughs) I have had to learn to adapt in so many different ways. When I first became a single mom, that was definitely not my intention, but I had to learn to provide for my family on my own, which I hadn't done on my own like since ever, (laughs) I had to adjust. When I went through my most recent breakup, it took me a minute because we talked about spending the rest of our lives together and growing old together, but I had to adjust. Now with COVID-19 and us being in quarantine, all of the plans that I had set for 2020 to rebuild my business and to serve on a larger scale and to help others, you know, conquer their fears and reach their goals, I have had to adapt and to adjust. You have to be flexible. Number two, learn lessons. When you have a negative experience, focus on the positive lessons that you can learn from it. Let go of asking, why me? That puts you in the state of mind that you're the victim. Instead, be the victor and ask yourself, what good can come from this? Or what has this taught me? When I 
was first experiencing the unexpected breakup. I mean, obviously at first, <laughs> my first thought was, why me? <laughs> but I'm all about the lessons. <laughs> I'm a student of life every single day. And I had to ask myself, okay, what good can come from this? And I have not only been able to reconnect with old friends, I have been able to be more vulnerable in building my brand on resilience. I have built a closer connection with my children. I have so many positives that came from that that I did not see in the moment. But if I had sat there in my feelings and asked, why me? I would probably still be in my feelings till this very day. So when COVID-19 hit, I had just come back from a vacation with a whole group of high school friends. We had an amazing time. We were relaxed. You know, we were ready to just jump back into being our best selves and building our brands and doing all of these amazing collaborations and events and video projects. And borders began shutting down. The government, for everyone's safety, is enforcing people being under quarantine. So obviously, with all of those things happening, considering the year that I've had, I could have said, why me? But I took a step back and I asked myself, what good can come from this? And I can tell you for a fact that not only have I saved money because I can't go anywhere, <laughs> I've had a full tank of gas for about two weeks. <laughs> I have had stronger relationships with a lot of people around me because I've been checking in and they've been checking on me. We've taken the time. I have learned new skills. I have been able to rest and restore. There is so much good that can come. So sometimes when you're in the midst of a crisis, it's easy to play the victim and to focus on all the negatives. And I don't want to say that there's a silver lining in everything, but I honestly do believe that everything is a lesson or a blessing. And it's very challenging looking at the news and all of the numbers and seeing all of the people that are passing away. And it's extremely unfortunate of everyone who is being affected. But if you look at the positive news, the ozone layer in the earth is beginning to heal itself. The sounds of nature just seem to be so loud. I don't know if it's just me, <laughs> but there is so much good that has come from this. And in terms of what has it taught me, have you stopped to consider having to adjust so quickly to so many changes at once what that has taught you the things that you thought that you couldn't do before or that you would never do that you've had to do or been forced to do or pushed out of your comfort zone I'm sure there's something that you've learned about yourself something that you've learned about family even if you've learned that there is really no job security or even if you've learned that COVID-19 doesn't care how old you are or how young you are. It doesn't care how much money you have. It doesn't care if you're an entrepreneur or someone who works a nine to five. It doesn't care if you are a cashier at McDonald's 
or you are a CFO, or if you are an actress, it doesn't care. There's so many things, so many lessons that you can learn. Number three, take action. Think about what you can do to improve your situation and then do it. Resilient people work on solving a problem rather than letting themselves get paralyzed by the negativity. So for example, if you were someone who has lost your job or your business was affected by this quarantine, you could look at it as a chance to explore other sources of income. In the long run, it could be about career growth. You can learn a new skill for your business. This is a time now for all kinds of online courses and trainings. This is a time where you can sharpen skills in areas that you didn't have the time for before. Use this time to take action if you can, because there are many of us that I truly believe that this time should be taken to rest and restore. But in order to be resilient, instead of sitting there and absorbing all the negativity, what action can you take from this? Because what action you take now is going to affect you months from now. So you may as well get the ball rolling. Number four, stay connected. Nurture your relationships with your friends and your family. When you're going through a hard time, don't withdraw from other people. It's not healthy for you. Accept help from those who care about you. Resilient people have at least one or two people in their lives that they can turn to for support. And whether that be a call or a FaceTime, considering that we are in self-quarantine in our homes with our families and we can't go out and we can't congregate and we can't comfort one another and be in spaces as a group, find alternate ways to connect. And because of technology, we have so many different ways we can do video chats and group chats and Zoom calls and so many different ways, but stay connected. If you have extra time on your hands, make a list each day of five people that you need to reach out to and check on. You have no idea how much that'll mean to them, but it'll also uplift you. Number five, release tension. So make sure that you have outlets to express your emotions so that you're letting go of the tension. And for all of you out there listening that suffer from anxiety, and I can tell you with everything that is happening now because of the news and all the negativity on social media, it's created like a viral online anxiety where everyone is feeling some form of anxiety. And if you've never felt it before, you don't even know what's happening within your body. You, you don't understand the signs, but that tension that you're feeling for those of us, including myself, who suffer from anxiety disorder, your body, the level of tension that is within your body right now needs to be released because you're absorbing all of that chaotic energy and that tension, and it is causing your body to be in dis-ease. And that is, put the word together, disease. You know, our bodies react to our thoughts and our feelings. And all of that tension inside of you from the anxiety is not healthy for you. So I would recommend writing a journal. I do have a gratitude journal. It's a prompted journal that helps you focus on the things that you're grateful for. But even if you don't have my journal, if you get a notebook 
and just write out how you're feeling. That helps to release some of the tension. Write out what happened in your day today. Write out what you would like to do. Just writing, getting your thoughts and your feelings out onto paper and expressing yourself rather than suppressing yourself will help you. Another thing that I recommend is drawing or coloring or tapping into any form of creativity that you have or that speaks to you. It actually really helps relax the brain and release tension. I also recommend um, meditating. So whether meditation for you is just being still and acknowledging each part of your body and slowly releasing the tension in each part as you focus on your fingers, on your hand, on your arms, on your elbows, or if you choose to pray in that time, or if you're someone who likes to release tension through working out, or one thing that I love to do is stretching. And if you're into yoga, you can do that too. You can also talk with a friend or a counselor about how you're feeling to release some of that tension. I definitely believe in talk therapy. I don't like to talk a lot, (laughs) but I definitely believe in asking the right questions, asking deep questions and listening for the answers. I have friends that I can talk to and we have really deep conversations about life that helps me deeper understand myself. And it is definitely great for releasing that tension. Number six, have a sense of purpose. Do things that bring meaning to your life. That may be spending time with your family. That could mean volunteering or doing other work for a cause. Something that makes you feel stronger. For me, that is serving. I love to serve. I am a person of service. So I focus on helping other people. So whether that be inspiring them by writing posts, Uh, and content for online, whether that be helping women to publish their books, whether that be helping people to produce their podcast or shift their mindset. My focus is how can I help you get towards your goals? And when I take that attention off of me and what is stressing me out, and I'm focused on helping somebody else, that energy that I am putting into that person that I am directing to improving their life, making their life better and getting them towards their dreams and their goals, that actually uplifts my spirits. So that puts me in a much better mood, a higher vibration. And it's gives me such a true sense of purpose. I honestly believe that I am here to help others tap into their greatness. And in turn, I will be rewarded. Number seven, learn healthy habits. You'll manage stress better if you exercise regularly, you eat a balanced meal, and you take time to rest. People who stay physically strong tend to be more emotionally resilient. I was listening to another podcast. I believe it was Jay Shetty. And he had a doctor on who was speaking about how to help cope during this pandemic that we're having with the COVID-19. And he was talking about, in terms of exercise, go outside for a walk. Just because we are under quarantine does not mean that we should not be moving. We need to intentionally make the time to continue to move. 
when we are not in motion, that affects our emotions. So if you can go outside for a walk in your area, if you can exercise in your home, if you have that luxury, then you can do so. If you choose to take walks with your family, you know, if you see other family members on the street, you know, just make sure that you wave from afar and keep your distance, your physical distance. Um, but if you need to go for a walk in your area with a family member or a friend, stay one to two meters apart for safety, but at least they're holding you accountable into getting that exercise regularly. And eating a balanced diet, I find when I am on a plant-based diet and I'm eating nutritional foods, I feel so much better. And that helps me to be resilient because when I feel better, I fueled myself so that I have the energy to deal with the things that can be emotionally draining or physically exhausting. One thing that the doctor was talking about when I was listening to Jay Shetty's podcast was that there are so many companies out here promoting products and supplements to boost your immune system and how that can actually affect you negatively if you come into contact with the coronavirus, with COVID-19, because you have basically put your immune system into overdrive. And in terms of how it will affect you with the COVID-19, he was saying that the people who were actively trying to boost their immune system and caught the virus actually needed the respiratory help. They were on a respirator. So what he was saying is, not to boost your immune system, but to optimize it. And in optimizing, that is eating the right foods, eating things that fuel your body, and just getting enough rest, especially for those of us who feel like we can survive off of a couple hours sleep a night. It is not good for you. When you are sleeping, your immune system has a chance to restore itself and to help heal you. So anything less than six hours a night is not good for you, especially during this time. So do your best, please, to try to get seven to nine hours sleep. Number eight, believe in yourself. Take pride in your abilities and what you've done. Have a humble confidence in your abilities. Recognize your personal strengths. Competence builds confidence. If you recognize what you have done, that will give you confidence. For example, if you know that you are able to do a particular task and you know that you are able to do that task well, you have confidence in your ability to do that task. There will always be people that don't see your value. Do not let it be you. Do not be one of those people. Number nine, keep laughing. Hold on to your sense of humor, even in the toughest of times. Laughter relieves stress and it helps you to keep things in check. Whether you have to watch funny videos or shows or movies or call a friend with a a huge sense of humor, whatever you need to do to keep laughing. I am really not a avid TV watcher. I definitely got rid of my cable back in 2012 after my sister passed away. But there are shows on TV that help me to laugh when I'm not in a good mood. They help me to, I'm going to say, almost numb myself from reality 
because I am focused on laughing so hard. One that I recommend, which I watch every chance I, I get when I need a laugh is ridiculousness. And it's a lot of just bloopers and videos found online of people doing silly things, but it makes me laugh. That's my personal thing. And I also have friends that all have amazing sense of humor. So I can call any one of them and laugh even when I feel like crying. So that definitely helps build resilience and strengthen my resilience muscle because they're relieving the negative emotions in that moment. They're reminding me that there are things to laugh about and that it isn't that bad because sometimes we turn these little molehills into mountains. And when we get perspective from other people and we can laugh and joke, it releases the tension, but also lets us know that there is good in the world, in the midst of a crisis. And last but not least, number 10, be optimistic. And I know that sounds cliche and it's almost annoying <laughs> when you're in crisis for someone to tell you, oh, just be happy, be optimistic. I probably want to punch someone in the throat, but <laughs> a positive and hopeful outlook will make you much more resilient. Remember that many of the problems that you face in life are temporary and that you have overcome setbacks in the past. You have survived everything you have been through in life up until this point. You will get through this. We will get through this. We will get through this together. So I just want to recap quickly the 10 points that I recommended to help you get through resilience. So number one, stay flexible. Number two, learn lessons. Number three, take action. Number four, stay connected. Number five, release tension. Number six, have a sense of purpose. Number seven, learn healthy habits. Number eight, believe in yourself. Number nine, keep laughing. And number 10, be optimistic. I would love to know if you guys have any more tips to add to this list please feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram. I'm at the real McKinney Smith. And let me know. Let me know the tips that you have on being resilient. Let me know if these were helpful. I would love, love your feedback. And also feel free to send in an email at info at awakamystilettos.com. If you found this episode to be helpful, if you feel that it could help any of your family members or friends, please share it with them. And if you haven't already, subscribe on all platforms. Until next time, continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling.